Hey, you're listening to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 137. I'm Brando, I'm here with Ryan and F.U. Joel, and today we're going to regale you with stories from Vegas. Now hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back from another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What's going down? Whole ton's going down. We're going to tell the people about our super exciting adventures in Vegas. We're going to talk about some game stories. We're going to talk about what we noticed, what we learned. We're going to talk to Joel. He's also here. Hey, guys. What's up? But before we do any of that, we're going to thank our official, official sponsor, FaceToFaceGames.com. They're Canada's biggest magic store. Yes. Huge weekend for all of CCO Nation that was at MF in Vegas. Well, I don't, I don't think anybody actually knows what the real hashtag was. Hashtag Penthouse CCO. <laughs> that was the real hashtag that, that we used. We're going to tell that story in a minute. Before we do, a uh, couple social media coordinates for new listeners. For the new listeners, we are Commander Cookout Podcast at gmail.com. We're also CCO Brando and CCO Podcast on Twitter and tappedout.net. That's where you can see the deck lists that we talk about throughout the course of the show. We are patreon.com slash cco podcast you can also find us on youtube facebook everywhere that you do your social media we're available anywhere better podcasts are found and if you'd like a more complete rundown of any of that you can check out our official official home on the entire internet commandercookout.com or the show notes down below if you don't have time for that either and we're recording in a hotel room today it's 1:22 a.m we just got our flight in from vegas and we're running, like, legit, I think we were talking earlier, we have had one legitimate meal that wasn't made of beer in four days, so we apologize. <laughs> How about this? We'll start off with Magic Fest Vegas. Joel's going to give us a little bit of a rundown of the the main event, some of the goings-on. Turns out Hogak is a hell of a drug. It turns out. So that, that deck is just busted. It's like, not, it's not all about EDH today. It is about some of our our uh, our experiences, and I think over the next couple of weeks we'll be leaning into the Vegas experience. But for today, let's hear about Hogak. How many top eights? So um, I guess Hogak is the the scourge of the modern format at this point in time. That's actually what um, I call him, scourge of the modern format. Well, and if you if you think about it, um, this podcast will come out right after the ban and restricted announcement. Is he so, already banned? Hopefully he's already banned. Because I know we're talking in the future right now. I hope that he's banned. I know I played three matches with the card. And it's busted. I put 19 power into play on turn two um, once. And like 16 another time. So, like, that's that's too good for almost any format. And put five Hogak decks into the top eight of the modern Grand Prix. Including a Hogak on Hogak final. Ho Daddy on Ho Daddy final. Guess who won? Ho Daddy. Ho Daddy. Don't Google it. <laughs> the real answer is no one. Yeah, well, Guys. the thing is, it's uh, when we all gack. Yeah, nobody wins. <laughs> exactly. Well, and if you think about it, right? If it was just an eight eight and didn't have trample, this like might be reasonable. But it has trample. It doesn't matter if it's in your graveyard or your hand. You can just cast it from anywhere. And it makes cards that are bad, like Seder Wayfinder. That card, it's a ritual. You pay two mana, you get five towards casting your Hogak, and it helps you find a Hogak. You know what? I wish that I would have looked at the Hogak list, like the modern list, closer for my Vegas Rotisserie deck. We're going to talk about that in a second, because I actually built an EDH Hogak deck, and it turns out he, like... There were some Hogak staples that you didn't even have in your deck. Oh, well, I know. Well, they either got hate drafted from me in the yeah. in the rotisserie, or I didn't have the budget for it, or I just said, F it. They're like, uh, other than playing them with like four Hogaks and four of the staples, they're not yeah. very good. Or they weren't in the right colors in uh, Faithless Looting's case. Yeah, that's true. Do you know if, uh, was Seder Wayfinder taken by anybody else? Because that card is berserk. I don't remember, and that's why I wish I would have looked at the list. Oh, so yeah. we're, t- we're talking about the... Hashtag Vegas rotisserie that we did with CMDR Central, Dana and Max. F those guys. F those guys all the way. Ryan and Zach from Commander Social. They're fine. Uh, no, F them. They did champion the the whole event, and they did kind of spread the most awareness. <clears throat> they also made a trophy, and then they ended up winning the trophy. I no, feel like whoever no, puts I, on I, the I, event I think, ends up I think winning. G- I think Ginger Joe actually made the trophy. So he was another one. 
Um, Ginger Joe, avid podcast super fan. He follows us all on Twitter and interacts Dan at at, 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 Gin, at Ginger, Ginger Joe, Joe on Twitter. But, but the O in Joe is a zero. Oh, got there. That's, that's what it is. Quality control Joel. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Oh, did you hear that? Did you hear what I just did? That's... Quality control Joel. You're not F you Joel anymore. No. no. I don't believe that. That's that, bro. That's and and then, of course, Dan Kraus, another podcast super fan. We, uh, we very much liked spending the weekend with these guys because they fit right in with our crew. They fit right in with the CMDR Central crew. F those guys. And we had a ton of fun, so let's let's get into that a little bit because I think um, we're we're a few minutes in, and I want to like do a super quick deck tech on my Hogak deck because it rakes, and I'm gonna keep it together, and I'm gonna test it, tweak it, tune it. Has it's it won a game? Great. Oh, it's won lots of games, and it's 40 people. You 40 people? Yeah, I was at like 14 commander damage today, and I was like, uh, hmm, top deck of the century, shallow grave. Discard Crater Hoof Behemoth to make zombie tokens. Yeah. Put Crater Hoof into play. My whole team gets plus 10, plus 10. Oh my lord. Die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hogak, hell of a drug. So, Vegas Rotisserie, what were you playing? I was playing Horde of Notions Elemental Tokens. Sure. With Perforos backup, Lands from the Graveyard. It was a land. It was a Lands Matter Horde of Notions deck. I got rocked pretty early. In the pod I was playing in, because I was the only one with a good opening, and everybody ignored Ryan Green and his Lands Matter combo deck and killed me instead, because <laughs> I had an exploration. You had turned to Buried Alive, and then Ryan's immediately after you turned to was... He, um, he bajuked me. Got bajuked. Got bajuked. It was a, it was a nightmare. Uh, it was a pretty good game, though. I had fun. Max Crandell, that scumbag among scumbags, said, Don't worry, Brando, I'll totally help you. And the only card that he played that had any impact on the game was to hose me. Well, I think also, if you look at what he was playing, like, when I came up to the table, I think he had three land in play on, like, turn eight. <laughs> so, <laughs> maybe put more than 20 in your deck next time. And no, it no, 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 no. We'll talk about that in my deck. We're going to talk about that in a second. Max was playing some kind um, Abzan tokens, white, blue, no, sorry, white, green, black tokens. I legit don't know anything that he was trying to do because all he played was Anafenza and a cat. Oh, that... That's all he yes. played. Yeah, so I was going to say, so, so Anafenza tokens. Yeah. Yeah. So I am right, yes. Uh, Ryan Green was playing five-color Golos Scumbag, and yep. he actually won... The, the pod that you were in with a time stretch, take two extra turns. Yep. And then he won the whole thing with a time stretch, take oh, you, two extra turns. You spoiled it. Yeah, dude. You That's what happened. <laughs> yeah. That's what you were going to say, and I just said it instead. And then the last one in your pod was... Dan Krause playing the Snake Lady. The Snake Making Lady that Hepatra. costs two. That's the Hepatra. one. My pod was myself playing also lots of green-black, right? Lots of green-black in our two pods. I was playing Hogak. Ginger Joe was playing... Naya, big stompy creatures. He won my pot on the back of like Atali and Dragonlord Dramoka. So where he was playing Naya and he was playing giant dudes. Yes. Shocking. Yeah. What was his general? Was it Mael? Yes. Or okay. Mael of the Anima. The other two, Dana was in my pod. He was playing Marchesa the Black Rose, which is artifact, kind of get them back from the graveyard modular, kind of like Evan's deck. Yeah, so, every single modular card in existence. Yeah, yes. so I imagine it could have gotten dirtily, but we wrathed the board a whole bunch, which is great for me and um, awesome for my graveyard and the Bajuka Bog because it was like one and done draft, right? You draft one card that nobody else can get it. The Bajuka Bog was in your game. Yeah, it was crap. So that was excellent for me. Garbage. And then Zach from Commander Social, Z, Z4, Z4CK38 on Twitter. <laughs> I think that's what it is. I always say it in my head when he says it, but now it says wrong. sounds wrong when I say it. He had blue in his deck and um, Yar Yarok, Yorok, the double land, or sorry, the double ETB trigger guy. Yeah, he was the guy Pan that Harmana took... Mander, that guy. He was the guy that took the elementals I wanted for my elemental tribal deck. He took all of them so i had to switch it up and that's why i played lands and tokens so uh ginger joe and zach had like a text message like written down agreement that they were going to get each other like scissor sister each other to the finals and ginger joe true cco nation style scumbagged him out of existence and joe let me live 
I almost killed Joe to scumbag him right back, but he ended up getting me. So me and Joe went to the final with Dan and Ryan, and Ryan ended up winning on the back of double turns again. Yep. I got second, which for a $200 Hogak deck with 27 land, I think that's not terrible. I think I ended up with, if you take it down to the exact moment of death, I think I got seventh. I think, Dan, <laughs> I think Dana was killed before I was. And then Dan Krause, for some reason, has something super against me. And I'm going to get him for that. And he uh, he wiped me out so I couldn't kill Green. And then Green killed him. And Max didn't matter, as in life. Yeah, uh, of course. F you, Max Crandell. I miss you, Max Crandell. <laughs> so what else? We had a scavenger hunt to find the keys to our Airbnb condo after we were in the wrong room because there was a uh, a, bo- uh, a booking mix-up. There was the, you know, you, you walk in and they're like, they leave you the, the keys to the room and they say like, welcome Lenny. Lenny, our, our dude bro-in-law from uh, Sacramento booked the room. We walked into the room and the table said, welcome Lemmy. And we were like, oh, that's funny. Like, the lady spelt his name wrong. I talked to her to like get the code for the door and I knew that English wasn't her first language and it was Lemmy. And I thought, well, that's weird. There's no email confirmation. Like she never saw his name written down on a computer screen. It's, it's hypothetically possible that she just worked for whoever owned the building too. Yeah, or or she, exactly. And she just talked to Lenny through the phone. Yeah. So we we go out and we're drinking. We go to Taco El Gordo and we just... We're coming back. We're all like five, six beer deep. How did we talk about just gloss over the fact that at Taco Del Gordo, there was a guy hitting a rotating lump of meat with a machete and then catching it with a little thing. A little and then taco. Use, using the machete to flip, I don't even know what the hell it was, onto it, just catch it with the plate. How did we not talk about that, Ryan? That was actually a really good description. You're skipping over what's happening. <laughs> well, we got lots to cover. That all happened. The guy hit the meat with the machete. He went flying. He caught it out of midair with a taco shell. And then he used the same machete to scoop the green goop onto oh, it. Oh, it's so damn that good. Sounds like, that sounds like playing my Hogak deck. You just hit them until meat flies off. And you scoop it up with some green goop. And then you kill them. <laughs> we didn't get killed, though, obviously. We just ate a delicious taco. Yeah, because I had Hogak. It's like Hogak Unite. Hogak Nation. Man, you're just you're so hard for Hogak. I'm so... He is... He, the Hogak cometh. I, I don't know, like, once you play Hogak in a deck, you don't realize how absolutely insane the card is until you actually play it. Yeah, okay, like, so you se- read seven it? mana, and you don't have to spend any mana. It's free! It's free, and if it dies, it's fucking free again. And oh yeah, by the way, it's got Trample. Oh, it's so Well, the nice good. thing in EDH, too, is you just put it in the graveyard. Yes! Who cares? No commander tax ever, unless they bajuke you. I did get bajuked and scavenger grounds and Nile spell bombed in one game. <laughs> so, so how does that work with Hogak then? Convoke and delve are applied after commander tax is applied. So you can delve and convoke to pay for the cost of the um, commander tax. For sure, but are you allowed to pay it with non? Convoke or delve mana? No, you still yeah, have... Yeah, it still has to be you, all Yeah, you still can't cast Hogak by paying with mana. Okay, yeah. no, that makes sense. Which is fine, but I oh, just played Elf sure. Ball deck, like, it's fine. You have enough dudes? Yeah, 100%. Dudes. So, we, we were in this room switch-up, right? Lemmy, Lenny, whatever. We're getting drunk, we're just about to play some magic, and, like, seven girls walk in the door, or six girls, and they're like, what are you doing in our room? So you didn't, you should let that breathe, man. Seven ladies walked into our room in Vegas. We're just about to play some magic. Yeah. No, they heard us in, inside the room. In a dirty, rotten, sketchy Vegas hotel room. You got to paint the picture for these people, I man. think if they we paint the in, picture what, properly, it's like, we're on the first floor. Of a super ghetto building, and I was feeling very unsafe. The actual door to the patio... Wasn't even on the hinges. Yeah, we, oh yeah, it stayed shut, shut on the hinges. It stayed shut with a broom handle. Yeah, dude. <laughs> the door. You could tell the like the door frame around the door to get into the room. You could tell it had been worked on and kicked in at least once. Oh, dude. So this is our room. Okay, fine. Whatever. This is our room. When in Vegas, right? Yeah, when in <laughs> Vegas, be a scumbag if you don't want to stay on the strip and pay five times as much. <clears throat> These girls are on the phone in the hallway already because they can hear like a bunch of sweaty neck bearded magic nerds in their room so they finally unlock the door and they're like what are you doing we got the lady on the phone i talked to her 
I say, yeah, remember, I'm not Lenny. And they just like, their mouths, like, and they go wide-eyed, right? And they're like, oh my God, there's a Lenny? And the girl's like, I'm Lemmy. And I was like, fuck off. Yeah. Lenny party of eight. Yes. Lemmy party of eight. Same day. Same day. And we were just going to offer them to switch, but they're only there for a night. So we had to pack up our shit and go on this scavenger hunt because Lenny wasn't there yet with the instructions. He's just texting me pictures. And there's a building. And they're in the middle of the, they're in the middle of the burning desert. Yes. Driving, trying to like get a signal through to text us and like, Oh Jesus. So here's a picture of a lock. It's next door. This is the address because there's multiple doors with lock boxes on them because they're all condos. This is the thing. You have to get a different key from inside this lock to go to the elevator. Then you have to go upstairs and back outside. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we finally get into Penthouse CCO. It looks like a porn scene from 1989. If CCO Brando, there's some pictures of the living room. There's lots of mirrors. Yeah. Yeah, so 12th floor upgrade. Less beds, but... Um, there was guys like sleeping on the floor anyways. So. Yeah, and also well, it was like there, one less bed. It took like eighteen keys to get into that place. There was no way anybody was just gonna walk up and steal our stuff. You needed a key for the elevator. Yeah. That's fancy. It. That's it. It was So that's that. And every time I talk to somebody and they're like, Hey, we heard you had a room mix up, you had like seven prostitutes. Hey, I heard you had like a whole family of like dead hookers in like every time somebody said something it got more and more extreme, so None of that happened. All the girls were good. Some of them were from Canada. We just left. <laughs> just so everybody's clear. <laughs> and we didn't bring any parts of anybody home with us. So that's that. That I'm going to ever admit to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the first night we played. We all had, um, air quotes, we all had like the wristbands to get into the commander area. Oh. We're all jamming games. We, uh, we met tons of other content creators and uh, like... For, for the first time, some of them too, right? Yeah. And these are people that we either see on YouTube or listen to uh, or read or in maybe in your case. I know you didn't play in the main event, but like pro players that go out and grind, right? Yep. There was tons of people there from all, you know, different podcasts, different everything. There was tons of pros. It was cool. Super fun. And you know what's funny is I listen to lots of podcasts. Brando watches some stuff on YouTube and you read and like know every name of every pro player that ever played Magic. There's a chance. Yeah. <laughs> so when I hear uh, when I hear somebody's voice and I can put a face to it, I, I always just laugh. It's so funny to see what people actually look like. Well, it's because you like you come up with this picture of what you think somebody's going to look like yeah. just from how they sound. And... I know for me, I always find it funny when my picture is, like, very close. Because usually the picture is not, not even, close even close at all. It's like, oh, that's what you look like? Yeah. But I, I got this one a couple times. That's Brando? Yeah. Oh, he's shorter than I thought he was. <laughs> <laughs> Come lots, on. Lots of times. Yeah. So that's fun. We, um, EDH rec guys like Don Miner, Joe Schultz, Joseph M. Schultz on Twitter. Dana, of course, um, MTG Lexicon guys, they were nice enough to invite me over to do a stream and I got to show off my painted Animar deck. I'm just trying to do all the shoutouts and then at the end tell you not to listen to any of those guys. Phil DeLuca, Shivon Bot from Commander and MTG. Who else did we meet? Who we, did you meet? Uh, we met the Lord of the Lighthouse. You probably know who that is if you've been listening to the show long enough. I met Pleasant Kenobi. We hung out with DJ and we had, like, oh yeah, his... DJ from Jumbo Commander. We did a spot with him in his penthouse suite at the Hard Rock Hotel. It was super cool. We were balling out of control. I was, I'm, I'm still in shock that that happened. There, we were so balling there that there was naked pictures of just women actually, on the wall. Just naked pictures. We got in trouble because our shirts said "F you" on them, and DJ takes us to a place. There's a bunch of naked people hanging on the wall. Not na- not literally pictures. pictures of them. Pictures yes. of them. What part of Vegas are this, we in? This is Vegas. We kind of need to be specific about <laughs> yeah, these things. Yes. It's a penthouse in Vegas. It could be the yeah, other thing. That's it. We went to a wedding, Rebecca and Ashed's wedding, right at the venue. We had I was knuckles deep in cake. I don't know if that's a don't Google it. That don't no no. And uh, no. how many people we get in that little tiny room? I expected to like open the door to what Channel Fireball called their chapel, and have it be like bigger but then it was like small and we all packed in and it was full and it was great and 
I think Ryan Green from Commander Social videoed the whole ceremony. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. So that was special for the bride and groom. I got to give away the bride, which yeah. is cool. Yeah. I got to I got to participate, which I I got like. to play the music. And you screwed it up. I screwed it straight up. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> so Brian ruins a wedding. I did ruin the wedding. Yeah. No, weddings take years to get ruined. <laughs> and, it's, and it's always the man's fault, apparently. Yeah, well, apparently. We'll, they'll figure that out as they go. But congratulations to them. It was, it was great to be a part of the, 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 the big day. So at weddings, we got CCO penthouse stories. Lots going on. Lots happening. Ryan really wants to talk about the Hogak deck in case you hadn't already picked up on that. So let's just go into that and we'll let the people know what's happening with the scourge of every format on the planet. Now the scourge of our format. Well, it's, it's nice because you have Hogak. This is like Hogak's weekend. And I'm, I'm really happy that you tapped into that. Hogak weekend. You know, like Combo Winter? Or Black the, Summer or whatever it's called, remember, like with Necropotence? Well, then there was Eldrazi Winter. Oh, Eldrazi Winter. That's what I was thinking Well, there of. was also... Well, Eldrazi Winter was named after Combo... Yeah, Combo Winter, which was when Urza Saga came out, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Then there was Eldrazi Winter. Then there's Gak Daddy Summer. Gak Summer. And it was hot, hey? Like 111 the day we got there? So, and then you, then you get off the plane here in Canada. It's 11. It's 11 degrees Celsius. Oh, man. That's like 62. Like, it's like 40. Like, <laughs> I, I actually have hypothermia. Like they ha- I'm wrapped in a blanket with a cup of soup right now. He's I'm, in shock, yeah. He's yeah. like rocking a little bit. I'm just trying to stay alive. And that has nothing to do with the withdrawal from the, the booze. <laughs> it has nothing to do with that. I didn't think of that, but that might be what it is. Usually I'm like pretty resilient. Yeah, maybe I don't have hypothermia. It's the four-day bender we were just on <laughs> and we're recovering from it. It's been four hours since my last drink. <laughs> We shouldn't joke. People do have people issues do have with that real life issue. Yeah, That's and right. we we know how they feel now. Okay, right. let's let's talk about our daddy. Ho, can we call him that? Can we call him that? We can, don't know. We can call him whenever we want. He's a magic card. He's not gonna get offended by it. If he does, he'll just stomp on us. Just let us know in the comments. Did ho, daddy, like. The gack. I only like the gack. Do not Google that. No, no the man. Gack? Nickelodeon gack. It was like a toy. Oh yeah, that's right. I actually had some of it, and I didn't lose it or get rid of it when I grew into a man. So when I was going through my <laughs> oh hey I was happy going... birthday. Oh by yeah. the way, oh, yeah. Brando did the old man intro because he's old man Brando today. Yeah, I'm, it's my birthday as we record this. I'm 36, big time years old. And um, you're talking about growing into a man, and I'm still waiting for it to happen. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to illustrate it, that I understand that when Gak, the toy, not the gross thing you shouldn't Google, is 25 years old, it shrivels up into a very strangely shaped, very bad-smelling, not stretchy or bouncy it's just thing. like a dense piece of smelly. It's it just like turns into fucking dark matter. It basically turns into plutonium. That's basically what it is. <laughs> I have no idea what this toy is. I feel like well, this you're is like four, you're fourteen. Yeah, dude. Hey. I have. I I actually I'm like sixteen now. Well, I have. Yeah. I got ADH decks that are older than you. Do you, you remember man. Squand? It's sand when it's when it's dry, but then you put it in water and it like you can mold it like like clay. I do. Squand. I do those old like gross nineties toys that were like they were gross out things, but they were also like building stuff. It's awesome. That's a real thing. I yeah. feel like Squand is something that like don't Google probably that either. shouldn't. Don't Google, Google Squand. Don't Google Gak. Don't Google Ho Daddy Las Vegas. Do not Google Asians to your room dot com. Anyway, that was we, excellent. We said we were gonna do a mini deck tech. Should we? Do sure, that? let's do it. We've, we've, we start with Creech. I'm gonna hit him. You guys on, stop. Hold on. I, I want to say one thing. Okay. So this was the Vegas rotisserie deck, two hundred dollar budget, not including lands, because I got a because I'm a, d- a dirty degenerate asshole. But um, I wanted to play every single card that I drafted for the deck, and that's seventy. I drafted one non basic, so that means I was running and three commanders, so I had seventy four picks total. One of them was a land, so I'm playing twenty seven, twenty six land. 25 land. 25 land and a Hogak. So that was my deck. 
So Kay. 44 creatures. Let's that's, hit it. That's a lot of hit creatures. Hit it. Let's hit them up. We start with Ant. Are, are we going to do all of them? I'll, I'll, I'll read we'll, them. We'll, we'll, we'll clump when we have to. Yeah. You know the drill. Yeah, dude. So we got Shitty Sliver Queen. That's, that's Ant Queen. She makes insects to convoke. Beast Whisperer. Play a creature draw card. Beast Whisperer. Play a creature draw card? Yeah, I believe there was two of those in the deck, right? Oh, there was by accident. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, Jesse. Oh, yeah, F you, Jesse. And me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> we got a bunch of elf ball stuff. We have Birch Lore Rangers and Copperhorn Scout and Lanwar Elf and all of the dorks yeah, that you would expect Bindhorn to see. Elf and, um, They're all here. Fauna Shaman and, yeah, all that kind the, of stuff. CDH right? staple Deathrite Shaman? <laughs> yes. El- yes. Elvish Pioneer Deathrite. They're all... They're all there. They're all there. So we'll hop over them right to the Crater Hoof Behemoth. We yeah, talked about him already. Yeah. Pack one, pick one, very first pick of the draft because I was the first picker. $200 down to $150. Just like that. We have a Zuri Renegade Leader, another Elf Ball card. Exactly. He's the normal Elf Ball commander. You should play right? him as the general. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We also got a Ghoul Caller Gisa. I'm, I love her. It's great for Hogak because you're going to make all of your tokens to just cast them again. And you get your Gak back. Oh... Oh, you slay me. <laughs> Get your gak back? Get, Get your, your gak, gak back. Gak back. I think that's another one. Oh, dude. Dude, check this out. Check this out. You're playing whole gak, right? Somebody attacks into you. You're like, oh, dude. Dude, you're going to die on the gak back. Oh, Instead can, of the crack Can back? I put that on my sleeve? Any judges out there who don't want me to have FU on my sleeve? Because we got a guy giving the middle finger on CommanderCookout.com. <laughs> can I put Gak back on my sleeve? Can I put Gak back on the bottom hem at the bottom of the back of my shirt? No, you got to put Ho Daddy on the Ho bottom. Daddy on the, can I put Gak back on the front at the bottom? <laughs> So it's like right where my belt buckle is. Absolutely sit. not, dude. <laughs> I was, was going to say, like, the, I understand the entire FU thing. Oh, yeah. I feel like if there was a gak back on the front hem of your shirt, yeah. you'd need to turn that with, inside with, out. With, like, a silkscreen print of Hogak. No. Oh. They, no they, they, then they, I'm breaking copyright, copyright laws, too. Yeah. <laughs> and then wizards will make me change it. <laughs> Got a new yeah. shirt. Joel wanted to talk about Fauna Shaman. Yeah, I think that Fauna Shaman, I was just thinking about it while we were kind of going through these cards. And it does a couple really cool things in this deck. Because on top of getting you whatever you need, it actually just fuels your Hogak, too. Yes. It's like both cards do something. Well, you know what? You know what you can actually do? You can actually Fauna Shaman like your Crater Hoof Behemoth away, and then you can search for a Phyrexian Delver and cast it to reanimate your your uh, Crater Hoof. And you can say, get hoofed and get gacked, same day. It's like Loyal Retainer, but you don't even need white. Yeah, F white. Another reason why white is useless in Commander. So you play a Crater Hoof Behemoth and a Hogak? Is it a Hoogak? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, man. I just keep getting there. Next, is is, is it a, uh, a crater gack? Whole whole crater? <laughs> I had we 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 we, we got it. Hoof dude. gack. Hoof gack. Let's keep going. We got Hermie D. <laughs> that sounds like an STI. Hermie D. I got a Hermie D in Vegas. <laughs> For the for the uninitiated, that's a hermit druid. It's a one one for green one. Green tap or build cards until you from the top of your library until you get a basic land. They all go into your bin. You get the land. Yes. I can't see why it's, that would be in here. It's another ability that just you don't. This if this isn't a thing that you print in magic cards nowadays. If you tap a creature and you can build your deck so you can flip half of it into the bin. Yes. Like I, I play six basics. Oh, dude, oh. I I played this deck. I had no basics. Nah. So I, on turn two, I hermit druided in like the finals of the Vegas rotisserie and um, somebody killed it and I hermit druided, in, hermit druided in response and got 18 cards into my graveyard That's pretty good. and just immediately cast Hogak. That's pretty good. Turn, on turn three. Speaking of Hogak, you know what we haven't said? What he does? That he's an 8-8 avatar for Golgari Golgari 5, can't spend mana to play him. But he does have Convoke, which means you can tap creatures and it makes him cost less. He has Delves, so you can take cards out of your graveyard to make him cheaper. 
You can cast him from your graveyard, and if that wasn't enough, right at the bottom where the flavor text should be, it says trample. Yeah, and it's not tilted sideways trample as if it was flavor text. Nope, that's <laughs> real text. Just just real quick for any anybody who wants to like scumbag Brando in the comments, um, convoke and delve were the the rulings on them were changed slightly. I'm getting technical like Joe. Quality control Joel. It actually pays for the cost of the spell. It doesn't yes. reduce it anymore. It pays for it. So you can actually pay for Hogak's uh, commander tax. Command tax. Command with, tax. With your either yeah. Convoke or Delve. If he does get exiled. Yeah. I, I think one thing that can also be noted, again, I don't have the card right in front of me now, but I do believe that the wording on Convoke is it makes colored mana. So you have to tap green or black creatures to make the yeah. two colored mana. Yeah, that is correct. But for your delve, that can only cover that five colorless mana. Yep, or yes. commander tax. Exactly. So yep. you need at least two dudes in play. But uh, in this deck, I don't think we're having any uh, no. shortage of dudes. <laughs> That's why I got 44 dudes. 44 well, dudes and a gak. <laughs> don't Google that, that No, No, nah, dude. Okay, and then That's, we get... One, let's gak, keep pushing 44 dude. dudes? What <laughs> elf, elf, elf... Jared Golgari Lichlord. Is he is he important? Yeah, you sacrifice and like you can just kill people, I guess. Alright, then we got uh, Elf Elf. Cor somebody commented when you, when you drafted the Corozda Guildmage. Corozda? You can go she got two abilities. She got green, black, one. Target creature gets plus one and gains intimidate intimidate until end of turn doesn't really matter she's got green black two sack a non-token creature create x one one sapperlings where x is that creature's toughness so hogak's an eight eight you pay four sack your hogak get eight things immediately tap seven of them to get hogak back and you can do that as many times as you have four mana get your gak back get your gak back and i played a gaia's cradle so i could do that for essentially as many times as i had black mana because the Gaius Cradle is going to give you a ton of mana when you get those eight guys. Nice. And then your Hogak back. And your Kuraz to Guildmate. So you're going to get like ten mana. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Good figure. Huh. And the reason I drafted that is because some scumbag drafted Altar of Dementia. And I couldn't just infinitely kill everybody on turn two. Well, with Altar Can of you Dementia. Imagine? That would have been the best. That would have been awesome. Anyways. Yeah, I'm sure next Tuesday we'll probably have to deal with that. Then we have Elf Elf Lord of Extinction. Awesome with um, Hermie D. <laughs> <laughs> then we got uh, Marwin the Nurturer. Is she a thing? She's an elf ball card. Whatever. Got a Mortivore, a Pack Rat, Phyrexian oh, Delver. We talked about him. Pack Rat. I want to talk about that card. You want to get tech? You want a techie well, on Pack Rat? Pack Rat in general is great, right? Yeah. But for every single card that you activate to discard to Pack Rat, it counts for two mana to play your Gak. Yes. Card going to the graveyard. Token going into play. Nice thing about Pack Rat is really it gets around any kind of targeted removal too. So if somebody doesn't have a Wrath or a way to kill all your Wraths in one go, they're kind of screwed. And there wasn't a whole bunch of Wraths in the in the meta, in the Rotisserie meta. Well, and the thing with Rotisserie meta too, only one person can get each Wrath. You're not going to sit oh, down at a yeah. table where there's two black decks and they each have a Damnation, yeah. right? That's just, it can't happen. Side note. Side note on Pack Rat. I've... This card has existed for like seven or eight years now. I've never in my entire life noticed that right there is a rat. That's a little rat face. Yeah, dude. Mm -hmm. Never you, in my life. And the, I look at lots of cards real close up all the time. Isn't, yep. that, isn't that the only rat on the card? No, uh, these are all rats. There's, there's rats in the sewer there, too. Oh, I always thought that was the only rat on the card. Really? Uh, yeah. Well, I remember when that card was in standard. The card so was good. completely unplayable. For no, it was good. No, no. Two years, that card, or like a year, card saw absolutely no play. <laughs> then people started playing it in their, uh, you know, Grey Merchant of Asphodel decks. Oh, it's yeah. It's like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I, I, wanted to, I wanted to draft that card, but I didn't get it. Anyways, Elf, 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 um, Protein Hulk, Elf, 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 Elf. Do we stop on Protein Hulk? I have a Yeast on the Wanderer Bard as well, and that, like, I chain up from zero all the way up to... Um, Six, seven, eight is Crater Hoof. Yeah, lots of, lots of, there's, then again, we have Elf, 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 Woodland Bellower, Yisan. That's Wa the creature Wall sweep. of Blossoms. Yeah, dude, it's just, it's Elf Ball. Look up Elf Ball, you'll see every creature in this deck. You sound so exciting. <laughs> this, this sounds like the most fair Protein Hulk deck I've ever heard of. Oh, yeah, it is. It's totally fair. 
couple uh, couple instance I want to talk about um, a Traxable staple from last year reap um, that is m- might be the the way that I scumbagged um, Sean Tavares maybe I don't know I think he needs to get over it personally Sprout Swarm that's another Hogak card and Shallow Grape top deck that discarded did I tell the story on the cast or was, was the yeah, microphone you, off you did it on the cast okay yeah. okay okay I also think that Death Sprout's a sweet new include I think that that's a pretty darn good kill spell nowadays you know what I want free land i want to see uh death sprout reprinted with a um promo art yeah i like this art. we don't need no seven mckinnon art (laughs) (laughs) joel got it joel got it i also got it i just like the picture yeah no it it is i actually like that one because she's dying and there's like a tree growing out of her it's like life's finale but with a lady instead of a deer yeah actually yeah, man. Inst- instant speed removal and reanimation. That's what I'm playing. Yeah, Shallow Grave is awesome. Gets the top creature of your graveyard. You just got to be careful how you discard cards or sacrifice them. Gets it at instant speed and then you exile it. Final parting. <laughs> Living Death, Gerard's Orders, Natural Order, and Twilight's Call. Those are my those are my big time sorceries where you, I you can... missed Casualties of War, dude. You got to mention it at oh, least. Oh, I know. I was going to because it did it did work for me all day. But those are the, the the first ones I mentioned, like the final parting and the Gerard's orders gets me creature to hand, creature to graveyard, and I, again that's how you get your reanimation spell and your crater hoof. So your twenty six mana deck can cast your eight drop. So this Twilight's Call card, I thought that that was just like a six mana sorcery with no text on it, Ryan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So we've got. So we've got the story of how Ryan... Somebody tell the story because I'm tilted into another fucking dimension. So he's got the double Beast Whisperer going on. Okay. Joel, tell the story. You were there. So Ryan has stalked his graveyard. His graveyard is full of goodies. And this is only like, you know, I'd say turn five or turn six. There's literally one creature in anybody else's graveyard. There was two. There was okay. two in Ginger Joe's, and we were going to ranch the earth. Well, you had like seven. I had seven or eight. I, I tweeted the picture. We'll find it. Ginger Joe had a It That Betrays and a Heartless Hitetsugu. Yeah. It That Betrays and a... It had to be Heartless Hitetsugu. Yeah, because Heartless Hitetsugu, he had cast it, and it was killed the turn before. Yeah. So before it could even activate Nobody it. else said anything. My graveyard was... It, oh, it was off the chart. So, so, uh, so Ryan, you know, taps six mana, starts to resolve a Twilight's Call. They're pulling creatures out of the graveyard. And that's when uh, Ryan looks to his right and notices that uh, his, uh, one of his opponents had played a Graft Digger's Cage on turn two. <laughs> and when I said, Graft Digger's Cage makes it so I can't cast creatures out of my graveyard, right? Thinking of Hogak. And Zach goes, yuh. And that was it. <laughs> That's all he said. <laughs> well, with Grafdigger's Cage, too, I know lots of people don't realize it, but if you're playing Living End or anything like that, Living Death, those cards, they exile the things from the graveyard yeah. before they bring them back into play. So they get around so it. So they get around Cage. But Cage's second part is creatures can't enter the battlefield from your graveyard or library. And I just spent six mana... And a whole turn, and I said, oh, go. Let, let me discard one of the best spells in my deck. Have a nice day. Oh, you're, then, you're welcome. Oh, you know what? I still almost won that game because Hogak. <laughs> almost. <laughs> Just Hogak things. So a couple new other cards I wanted to, uh, to mention. Moldervine Reclamation. Enchantment for green, black, three. Whenever a creature you control dies, gain a life, draw a card. It's pretty good. That card has both saved me because of the life gain and also won me the game because of the card draw. I've cast it three times. It's great. Every single time. Dang. Um, you got a Concordant Crossroads, a Necrogenesis, a Necromancy. We all know those. You play both Null Profusion and Recycle. Play a card, draw a card. That won you the game yep. this, uh, this weekend as well. Yeah, Null, Null Profusion. Profusion. Null Profusion definitely won me a game. Then we got a zombie infestation in a Sylvan Library. Zombie infestation, I could, I can't imagine why you would play that. Yeah, double feels Holgak and lets you cheat your crater hoof from your graveyard to the battlefield because you discard two cards to make a two-two zombie. Yeah, dude, you really like that card, hey? 
That's a great card. I know I see, I, like, every black deck that you build usually has a zombie infestation you, in it. You know what's funny is my black zombie deck doesn't actually have one in it. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay, Joel, close the listener phone. Quick, fast. It's closed. Okay, now don't look at this computer screen. I can't even see the computer screen. There's four artifacts in this deck. What are they? Okay. Lightning Greaves? Yep. Sol Ring? Yep. Yeah. You said Altar of Dementia was taken. Yep. Also, right. how'd you get Sol Ring? Oh, everybody, everybody gets Sol Ring. Ring. Okay. <laughs> Every, everybody in the, I guess everybody in the whole rotisserie got these four cards. So I just put them in my deck. <laughs> okay, so we got Lightning Greaves, Sol Ring. Is there like Swiftfoot Boots? Yep. yep. I don't know what the last one and is. Every, everybody got this oh, in their color. Signet. Correct. Yes. Or was it a keystone? No, it's, it's a signet. It's a signet. Yeah. So yeah, dude, see, like, I was going to say, I didn't even look. And those, I, well, the Soul Ring was kind of a, a lucky one because, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. you know what? what? They, they didn't, they wanted to avoid, like, the person who picks first in the draft just, just take Soul Ring. And then the second person having to spend, like, 100 or $200 of their budget to get, like, a mana crypt. So they're just, yeah. like, $200 budget so you can't pick big mana and you get a Soul Ring for free. Well, and I think that that's fair. Like, Soul Ring as a card. It's completely unfair and yeah. not on the power level <laughs> just... of all of, like, if you look at EDH decks, it is the most powerful card in probably every deck. There's a reason why we do the milk list and just ignore Sol Ring. There's well, a reason we do that. The, yeah. I think the thing with the card, though, is it's become such a staple. It's been in every product. Every new player knows that if they have their Sol Ring in their opening hand... Their opening hand is gas. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, bro, you like turn four? How about how, how about turn two? We can turn four. <laughs> but that's con disadvantage. I don't like that. It's one that's con in my hand. <laughs> Shut up, noob. Brando mentioned the milkless. We haven't done a milkless in a good long while. Should we do one? Sure. Man, dudes, I'm so sorry. My my feet are real smelly. That's not your feet, dude. That's my feet. Is that your feet? Oh, my feet smell like... You are a piece of garbage, dude. I'm, I'm just leaving no. this run. I was going to stop it, That's but I'm leaving it you can, you can decide if you keep that in or in not. Communist Russia. <laughs> in feet communist... smell you. <laughs> feet smell you. Okay. Milkless. Got it up. As per... I got the milk... I got the whole Gak Daddy milk list up. As per EDHREC.com, I haven't said this for a while. As per EDHREC.com, the milk list is every popular card in every converted mana cost from 0 to 13 in each color combination. Today, green-black or Golgari, or as the kids say... Gak Daddy? Sure. (laughs) Is there another name for it? We're going to look at how many cards C play at each converted mana cost slot and ask ourselves, do we play them in our deck? Starting at the zero drop slot, Zuran Orb. No. Who plays Zuran Orb in Golgari? Is that a thing? Yeah, I dude. think if you were trying to do land combo, like, do you play Zuran Orb in, like, uh... My lands deck. If or, you, like, the frog dude? If only there was a oh, yeah. black and yeah, green frog played. that cared about land, Yeah, right? sack of land, gain two life, draw a card. Probably good, right? That's nah. It probably sucks. Ribbit. Okay. I'd, <laughs> I'd never play that crap. So we we ignore Soul Ring at the one drop slot, and we look at the other one drops. So the other one drops are Skull Clamp. I'm not playing it because somebody hate drafted it. Oh, Skull Clamp would have been so good. Oh yeah, it, like it went like round one, and Deathrite Shaman, which was my round two pick one pick or pick three. Well, I think in, in this format, what were you guys allowed to do with your lands? Because it looked like you had... The land base rules were ridiculous, and I'm still salty about it. <laughs> so uh, how did that work? Well, I was under the impression that like we're, on, we're doing a budget draft, so we couldn't just throw in shocks and duels and filters and all this stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, how the hell am I going to build a five-color mana base? And then at the end, it's like, yeah, I threw it a guy's cradle and all my dual lands. The... It's like, really? So... Really? Um, how it worked was... There were some members of the rotisserie, because it was for charity, wanted to donate their decks. Yeah, there was two of them, right? Yeah, Dan and Ginger Joe donated their decks, and that's awesome. And they didn't, like, the the will of the council essentially was, don't make them pay, play something suboptimal because they, they don't have dual lands to, like, yeah. put in and then donate, like, $1,000 worth of mana base. Yeah. So the rule was, if it if it did something that wasn't produce mana, you have to draft it. So I asked the question, what about fetch lands? And they said, well, no, because they're pretty expensive. So I said, what about Gaia's Cradle? (laughs) Well, if you have one, like, 
I don't know. Yeah, Cradle's fine. Yeah, what about Dual Land? Like, I put Dual Land and Cradle in mine. I didn't ever play the Cradle, but I did play the Bayou. Yeah. So, I mean, it was fine. And you still had a fine mana base. Yeah, I did, because I'm good at that. <laughs> I also played 51 land and 11 rocks. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember, remember last episode we said there's... Like 40 land in, or 60 land in both of our decks, but we're not going to tell you the distribution. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I had 20, you had 50. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Excellent. Milk List. Golgari Signet. Of course we're playing it. Putrefy. No. At the three drop slot. Jared Golgari Lich Lord at the four drop we slot. We did get that How one. How is that the four drop, like, most played Golgari card? I would say that, is he a popular commander? I bet he yeah, is. Yeah, he's a badass. He's really good. Huh. Sack a dude, he gets bigger equal to the dude's uh, power or whatever. Doesn't, doesn't the dude's he... Bigliness? Doesn't yeah. he not drain, but doesn't he hurt everybody for the... You can also play him from your graveyard, I think, I right? thought that's how he worked. You can get him back from your graveyard. Here, let's give him a read. Because he's uh, he's unique. Green, green, black, black, elf, zombie. Ooh, and, he's an, and he's an elf. He's an elf zombie. Yeah. So he is a 2-2. Two -two. Jared Gogari Lichlord gets plus one, plus one for each creature card in your graveyard. So he's he's thick. Oh, you mean right there? That's yeah. why he's good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Green, black, one. Sack another creature. Each opponent loses life equal to the sacrifice creature's power. Oh, bro. Yeah. Okay. I so feel I, like I've never read this card before. I remember it being in standard and nobody playing it. So I just yeah, never read it. I've, I've lost to this card alongside Masaryk Crawl Death Priest a whole bunch. Oh yeah. Yep. And <clears throat> this was good for me once, where it was like uh, Crater Hoof just because I needed to living death to kill somebody else's board and I got a crater hoof back into my my uh into play but only like on plus five and I already attacked yeah so it was like uh sack take 10 yeah mm. yeah and then the last thing is sack a swamp or a forest return Jared from your graveyard to your hand because he needs there more abilities yeah. yeah Grom needs more uh more good commanders get on that wizards yeah so five drop acidic slime nah Six drop, Grave Titan. Nah. That'd be good. Seven drop, Butcher Malachar. Nah. Terastodon at eight. Nah. In Garrick's Wake at nine. Nah. Kozilek at ten. Nope. Ulamog at eleven. Nope. It the Betrays at twelve. Nope. Emrakul two at thirteen. Nah. Emrakul as well. Emrakul as well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Noodlerakul. That does it, right? Noomrakul, yes. Sure. No Dracos. No Dracos in this milk list. Why don't the Golgari guys play Draco? What do they have against Draco? They're just smart. Draco's for the mono black players that want to play old Volrath. <laughs> so that's the deck. That's the Vegas rotisserie experience and story. And it was a ton of fun. And there was two rounds. And I'm happy we did it. I am too. And we donated a whole bunch of cards and a whole bunch of money. And CCO Nation was a very big part of that. Yeah, we helped the kids. We had lots of CCO Nationalites around the table taking pictures, making jokes with us, watching. It was it was a great time. Oh, yeah. Watch the uh, watch the Twitter feed for some of the pictures. And uh, I guess watch the Facebook page because we did an open flippy on the strip. Yeah, we did. <laughs> right in front of the Bellagio with the fountains and music and stuff in the open back. Strippy. Open strippy. Open <laughs> strippy. <laughs> Don't Google that. Do not Google that one. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. So that was a ton of fun. What else do we got to talk about? What else happened? Favorite memory. Favorite gameplay memory of the week. Let's let's end on a, let's end on a high note. It's tired. Oh, hold on. We're hold tired. on. I, I think you guys both think about that. I've got one more thing to, to say. We entered the week fresh, ready, roaring to go. And I there was a noticeable difference or a, like a noticeable difference for me. From day to day to day, lack of nutrition, lack of sleep, copious amounts of booze. By the end of today, when people were talking to me or like reading cards in games to tell me what they were doing, I had to like forcibly make myself pay attention to them because I would just be looking at them or the cards and just not hear anything except like the ambient convention center noise. So if you're going to do one of these, like, Make sure you at least plan to like hit up a grocery store or bring a water bottle. Bring a freaking water oh, bottle. That, like, that was my biggest thing. Yeah. I never, I didn't bring a water bottle, and that killed me. Yeah. yeah, it's like, oh yes, I guess I'll spend four American dollars on a bottle of water. It's thirty six fifty Canadian. Yeah, yeah. It's I can't afford that. That's like six hours of work here. Yeah, in the dry <laughs> Vegas heat, yeah. and then the dry 
air-conditioned air. Yeah, I was so... I don't even know what it was when I was playing a game with Joel today that my hands wouldn't... I couldn't manipulate cards. I was shaking, and it was it was yeah, awful. You, 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 you compensate for all of this lack of nutrition and sleep with copious amounts of caffeine, too, right? Yeah. So when I'm signing a playmat, I put a shitty signature on Rebenda Dick Heinlich's playmat. I'm sorry. It still looks like my signature, so you still got it, but uh, uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think people's play as well also just went... Oh, went, like, through the there floor. Was, I couldn't was, even do crater hoof math by the end of the day. There was, like, misplays that are just things that you would never... You would, like unforgivable. You would never in a million years. Yeah, like know. a graft digger's cage. Yes, yeah, you, you fucking would notice Twilight Skull. It wasn't even hiding behind the chip bowl. Oh, and, <laughs> dude, I did have chips for supper one day, and then I had the chips for breakfast the next morning. With a uh, breakfast, not beer. Yeah, we did yeah. not have beer. Yeah, for we breakfast. definitely did not drink no, beer. For we're breakfast. responsible adults. Yes, I we definitely are. didn't have any beer. Before the commander party as well, we didn't even talk about the commander party. We weren't there. Yeah, we didn't go. We went to the strip. I yeah, was, and you not, don't, and you don't remember being there. So I wasn't no there either. There. My mind was like, just gone, <laughs> gone. Yeah, we were. I was we were, probably the drunkest guy at that party. We were gone. Oh, the shocking. most responsibly intoxicated. Yeah, guy. dude. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Also, 100%. be real careful if you're gonna. Do what we say, not what we do, and take care of yourselves out there. Very and important. or do it responsibly. That's yes. right. Like it well, makes it sound like we're just out there like pouring booze into our faces. And we were, but we're trained professionals, and we've been doing it for a long time. That is a big thing, right? Especially for our, the, the younger listeners or the parents who are listening. It's not just like a booze fest. We, uh, we're meeting friends that we see once or twice per year, right? And we are in a private location in our condo with like regulation building code height railings <laughs> right <laughs> and uh, it's all in fun it's not to go out and get hammered and ranch on uh, people with with gack yeah if you're gonna go, <laughs> if you're gonna go out and do this do it responsibly it is very important and it's not all about the it's a joyous occasion that doesn't have to mean you're drunk the whole king, time king, king of the segue okay so it's it's about a joyous occasion what was your your most joyous game occasion that's what you asked a couple minutes ago oh I was there you were there we were there. It was the end of the game that we played with the new couple, Rebenda Dick Heinlich and Ished Heinlich. It was the most Vegas ending to any game oh, of all time. Dude, this is my favorite time too. This is it. So I'm playing Norn the Wary, and he, how she was playing some kind of Liliana zombie tribal deck. Yeah. And he was playing Mardu, we don't know, and Ryan's playing something. Yeah, it didn't matter what it, I was it, playing. You're... And it turns out that his deck was like a hug deck for hers. So everything that he like did how was... how cute, right? Yeah, to Get support, out of here. To support, you know what I mean? And it's like, well, this is this is some shit. It, it turned into like two-headed giant because he was like um, Varchild's war riders giving her the, the so tokens. Fun. Yeah. And the, the land from Homelands that you tap for any color, uh, Rainbow Veil, yeah. right? But yep. then you give it away to somebody. So he was giving everything to her. Yeah, he's got that land, the spirit-giving land that taps for any color, but she would get a spirit, and it's like, what the yeah, hell? Yeah, little does he know he's going to be giving it all to her. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, whatever. And we don't work together in games, Ryan. No. I was playing Nor in the Wary. You hate Nor in the Wary. Yeah, and I usually hate the card that you played, but not this time. So, the card that we're talking about is Grip of Chaos, enchantment that assigns any target at random. Spells... Now, or ability. So when it's it's survivor token time, you best be rolling that dice because no more helping. No more helping. So the game goes and it goes and it goes. I ended up pulling an insurrection to steal all the dudes. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to win the game now. This is going to be great. And Ished sacks, where was it, Kami of False Hope? Yeah, to Fog. To yeah. Fog. So now I can't win with all these dudes that I got. So i got to think i got to come up with something else. And of course, I'm at the lowest life, so I can't just earthquake and win. So with the combination of creatures that I had, I ended up drawing Sacking to an Ashnod's Altar. Sacking to an Ashnod's Altar was important because you made like 60 mana yeah. and you had... Um... And at the same time, there was also... Uh, what's it called? Target player takes the... a damage. Oh, every a time blood we... artist. There's yeah. a blood artist in play. So we had to roll to see, like, to we had to determine roll randomly. 60 blood artist triggers. <laughs> oh, man. And, it was ridiculous. And you had the um, the Harvester of Souls. So when you sacked a creature to get two mana, you draw a card. 
Yep. So I ended up drawing like 40 cards looking for my out, which I'm thinking is going to be Comet Storm. Da, 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 da. Get my, I didn't get my Comet Storm, but I did get a gamble. Gamble with like 40 cards in your hand. Yeah, so I gambled for the Comet Storm. Thankfully, I didn't discard it. And well, this is when the, vague, the very Vegas portion of the story kicks yeah. in because I snatched your hand out of your hand and I like fanned it out like like a magician would say pick a card any card just right? 52 cards yeah pick so one. Rebecca picks it and if it's like the card he gambled for then you would just lose because you were at like eight yeah I would we would immediately lose yeah so it wasn't it it, wa- it wasn't it so you go okay you do the math da, 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 all this man in your mana pool comet storm Multi-kick three times, 50 points of damage. Three people will die. One person will be the winner. And it also will be random. Yes. <laughs> so we actually ended up rolling a dice to decide the winner of a game in Vegas. That was so rad. Yeah. And it was like one, two, three, four on a four-sided dice. And we were like, boom, Ashed dies. Yeah. Second roll. <laughs> boom. Brando, Brando dies. <laughs> then it was down to me and Rebecca, and I was like shaking the dice in my hand, and I throw it onto the table, and I died, and Rebecca won, and that was like the best moment. It because was so it was good. Like, there was just tons of people around, and it was so epic. I immediately went over to like the judges' station <laughs> because they were making announcements all day. You cannot make. You I called a judge to the table. <laughs> you can't make uh, the de- the decision of a game random. You cannot roll a die. You cannot bribe people with whatever to determine the results of a match. So I went over to my buddy Angus. He listens to the show. F you, by the way. I go over and I say, Hey, you know how it's kind of a rule, kinda <laughs> that you you can't roll a dice to, to determine the outcome yeah. of a match. He stops me. Puts his hand on my shoulder. It's not kind of a rule. It very much is a rule, especially in this city. (laughs) And I say, okay, what if there's a 50-point Comet Storm multi-kick three times, and there's four people playing, and we have a grip of chaos? And then he judges out, and he's like, Technically, you're rolling to determine targets. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you, you dick, I say, whatever, you, right? You and then the comet storm kills everybody very dead, he says. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, that is right. What about you, Joel? What do you got? Favorite moment? Favorite? Man, my, my favorite moment isn't near this exciting. That's I was okay. just playing a game with a good old Alenda the Dusk Rose. Oh, I'm, um, playing my against girl. Scumbag Ryan Paneff and his. Uh, C E D H Animar. Oh yes, and Kincaid. Yeah, so we were playing with our our buddy Kincaid, who we met. Uh, he was at he was working at one of the vendors the first day. Yep. And uh, we were you know playing, and Ryan was showing off. His... I wanted to show him the altars in the yeah. deck. Yeah, well, for sure. Sure. <laughs> so Ryan's going off, and we're like you know just it's essentially Kincaid and I trying to fight Ryan. And uh, we have a bunch of turns where it's like, you know, somebody almost combos off to win. And then eventually... I got rifted, and I got Kaya's Wrath, and something else I happened. I also pathed something. And you pathed to exiled something. Just all, just, all on me, though. It was a solid game, and then I comboed off and won. <laughs> he took my Alenda deck and was like, Kincaid, I feel bad. He's playing almost a pre-con, like the, the American color wall deck, right? Oh, I'm so and he's like, I just got no white. I can't do anything. Oh, it was a Dovin's Veto countered my yeah. summoner's pack to win me the game, <laughs> yeah. is what the other one was. And then Joel's like, uh, yep, solid top deck, Ashnod's Altar. And then he goes, Demonic Tutor. And then he goes, Animation Module. I guess I just kill Animar. <laughs> Guess I just beat your deck with your deck, you noob. Oh, yeah. Did you have one, Ryan, or was yours the same as mine? Oh, you're def- that, definitely the same as That yours. was a good one, dude. That was super good. We also had a crazy judge call that... Oh, that was another fun... Joel was just like side... There was a... Uh, we were playing a four-player game, and uh, one of uh, one of the people that we were playing with had... Uh, what is it? Will Kendrith? Will Kendrith. Yeah. Will Kendrith's plus two ability is two target creatures lose all abilities and become zero threes until your next turn. Yeah. So, the way that Brando got around this was he Brando removaled them. <laughs> ah. He just killed them. That was uh, that was a listener too, wasn't it? It was... 
Camoet. Camoet. Should we sing the song? Camoet. Camoet. So Brando kills Cam, and we're sitting there like, wait, does the effect still happen? Or now that Cam's dead, is the effect? Yeah, it's it's like killing somebody with their spell on the stack. Their spell screws off when they die. And the way that the spell, but the way that the ability reads is until your next turn. Like, they are this until your next turn. And he so ain't getting no more turns. We're just sitting there. It's like, does it last forever? <laughs> so so we, we, we call a judge over. It lasts until he starts the next yeah, game. Until the next game. Hey, Cam, go jump in a game just over there so we can fucking So you play. have another turn, please. Yeah. Um, judge comes over. Um, her kind of initial reaction is it's one of two things done right now or it finishes when it would be his turn and this is all <laughs> during brando's turn when he's going off yeah like i'm i'm gonna regardless of what she says i'm gonna win the game i'm winning the game right now like none of this matters at all doesn't matter judge calls her an instant speed split second <laughs> split second judge call nobody so, can do anything and, and nobody wants to just like Oh yeah, I guess I'll just scoop. Everybody wants to find out what the what the answer well, is, right? It's, it's it's a weird call. I've never I guess I've never thought about that when it happens. So judge leaves, they actually sit down and talk about it and are going through the rules. Yeah, there's three or four through. judges no, all yeah. doing this. About five minutes later she comes back and she's like, I was right. Oh, it's man. when it is his spot on the table, so when it would be his turn, is when the effect goes away. No way. Yeah. I, I, I love stuff like that when like, when the judges have to ask judges. That's the best. Well, it was it's one of the things that as a judge, there's like, it was rule 800.4, like J. K. K. Because yeah, the joke it's, was it's H401K or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, so yeah, it was. The rule, if you want to look it up, is 800.4K. And it actually like, there's really no way for somebody to know every single rule every single subsection of everything oh yeah right? no. yeah. that's why the one thing that you'll see judges do nowadays is they have phones yeah. almost all the time if you have a question you ask them they'll either have the answer or they'll figure out the answer for you yeah which that's one thing that I really liked about that entire commander area is there was judges that were there just to fix your commander problems <laughs> yeah there was like the 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 cat herding judge team where it's like you walk up with your four vouchers and the judges would be like, yep, come this way. We'll put you at a table. (laughs) It's like if you guys get all unruly with your weird commander thingies, we'll help you herd back. The brave souls. Help us. That's it. Where the judges at? (laughs) So the moral of the story is we had like a 15 minute judge call in the middle of this game when I was just going to win anyway. But judge calls are split second, kids. (laughs) That's Ish. it. That, that's actually a good place to end on because it's like 2.30 in the morning. We should go to bed. Give us... Uh, returning guest Joel, thank you. First one ever. Yeah, thanks for being here. Hell Ho- yeah. Hopefully brilliant. it's the last time you come back. What? <laughs> <laughs> this is... What did you call me earlier? I've upgraded from FU Joel to Quality Control Joel. Quality Control Joel. That's how you have to sign cards now. And... Uh, oh, he's... Ryan. What? Pull the switch to open that trap door under Joel's chair. <laughs> so there goes Joel. He's gone. This has been the first ever, actually first ever, CCO hotel room recording yes. post-event. CCO on location. Oh, yeah, that's it. Watch the Twitter feed for some, some cool little updates and quirky things. Watch the face-to-face games.com content section. They're Canada's biggest magic store. They are our sponsors and Canada's biggest magic store. We appreciate them. We would appreciate it if you check them out because they are going to do some little spots, I'm sure, on Magic Fest Las Vegas. And uh, we've got some short little like Facebook and YouTube content coming out. Some open flippy stuff, some stuff on the strip. And... It's, uh, it's just a lot of fun to include you guys in that, and we would very much like if you told us if you liked it, because then we can do more of it. Yeah, one of the other big things, I guess, just real fast, uh, we did get to meet tons 
of people who listen to the show. And for this, anybody, this that, actually sounds like a final thought of the day. Send yeah, us out. Yeah. And for everybody that came up to me or Ryan or Joel, you know, we'll find him later or, or Smitty or, or anybody. Smitty. Thank you so much for coming up to us. It really does make us feel good. And like you guys are listening to us and you appreciate what we do. And we appreciate you always being here and supporting us and allowing us to go to events like this and feel like big time members of the community because that's how I felt for the last four days. Wait. I just thought of my favorite moment. My actual favorite moment. Hit him with it, Ryan. F.U. Smitty sits down to play a game in the commander area. And he plays the whole game. And he comes over. He comes over to where we were sitting. And he says, Hey, I, I just played a game against this guy. Like, everybody seemed to know who he was. Who's this guy? Josh LaCroix. Oh, I <laughs> Man, that blew me away. I laughed so hard. So, F.U. Smitty played against Josh LaCroix in the not command zone. Yeah, in the the Lord of the Lighthouse himself. That was my new favorite part. That's it. Sorry I interrupted your final thought. Go ahead. No, it was worth it, dude. It was worth it. So, thank you all again for being here. Thank you for being with us over the last few days. We really appreciate it. And we are going to be back again with you again on another episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! Boom!